broadcasting from Woodstock, Georgia. Welcome to Soul Solutions, a show where we overcome our fears and our limiting beliefs. I'm your host, author, and certified life coach, Terry Kozlowski. Episode 2, Don't Worry, the Ultimate Solutions Are Within. From Buddha to Christ to Muhammad, sages through the ages have told us that the answers we seek are within. Whether we are seeking advice on a decision we are to make or grandiose questions about why we're here, the only solutions that are true for us come from within ourselves. Seeking outside ourselves will still give us answers, but they might not be the best ones for us. Society encourages us to look elsewhere for permission, for validation, for satisfaction, for acceptance, and for love. Finding experts for those areas in your life that you're not knowledgeable about is an excellent practice. However, you still need to evaluate the answer you receive to see if it's right for you. Learning to access the source within us allows you to find the best answer to any question and recognize if it's right for you. But how do you know if it's right for you? Because your soul only tells you the truth. It only provides loving solutions as it only wants the best for you. Only by going within do we find the peace and the answers we are searching for. So what happens when we seek outside ourselves? Yes, others may have answers. Certainly our friends and family have opinions about how we should live our lives and may have our best interests at heart. But looking outward, we open ourselves up to negative energy. For example, my father wanted me to go to business school. So I did as daddy wanted for four horrible semesters. He had good intentions. He wanted me to have a high-paying job when I graduated and thought I'd be set for life if I had this degree. But it wasn't right for me, and it took me a long time to tell him I didn't want a business degree. Because I allowed him to influence me, I spent too much time in a state of anxiety before gaining the courage to speak up for myself. I had some gut instincts that I didn't pay attention to because I allowed friends and family to influence my decision instead of allowing what my soul was telling me to do. And over time, I disconnected from my inner knowing, from that source within. By ignoring these messages, my intuition slowly faded away. Now, don't completely ignore everyone, but learn to hear what the right people say, then evaluate if the device is right for you. Is there a cultural bias to look outward for solutions? Yes. And the self-help industry is a billion-dollar business based on the premise that you need someone else to tell you how to live and find happiness. These authors, mentors, coaches, religions all say they have the answers we're searching for, but they can't. What they can do is guide us in a direction, but ultimately, we know for sure what the right answer is for us based on what our soul is saying. We can give ourselves permission. We can validate ourselves. We can accept and love ourselves. We don't need others to do these things for us. And when we do them for ourselves, it means more to us anyway. The hole you think you have in your heart is because you're seeking outwardly what you already have internally. Only you can fill the empty space in yourself. No matter what society has said, nothing external can sustain your happiness. That's why addiction in any form, alcohol, drugs, working, smoking, whatever, doesn't make you whole. Wholeness comes from within. Is there a scarcity of love in the world? The egoic mind likes to tell us that love is rare, that it's hard to find, but it's a lie of the ego. There's a belief that there is a deficiency in the amount of love in the world. It's why so many people feel 
there is an empty space in their hearts that cannot be filled. If we are going through life believing that only the love of others can fill our hearts, then we feel that we are unworthy when we don't receive what it is we want. We can't expect others to fill the voids within us and make us complete. That's not their job. It's our responsibility, not theirs. We are responsible for responding to ourselves with the love we need to fill the holes in our life. The scarcity we face isn't outside of us, but it's an internal lacking of self-confidence and self-love. So why do we search for love in all the wrong places? Seeking love from another is what we are taught, and it's what we teach our children. This falsehood begins with what others tell us to control our conduct when we're little. It gets expanded by our egoic mind to new heights by having us believe that our unacceptable behavior keeps others from loving us. All this searching is our ego looking for reassurance that we're lovable. We all want love to be expressed the way we want to receive it, but that's not how love works. Genuine love doesn't recognize hierarchies or our needs. The expression of love is how genuine connections with others occur. Only through accepting all the love we receive, through all the ways others can give it, can we fully understand the true depth of love. We can feel genuine love from others despite whether we receive it the way we desire. The warmth of friends gathered in celebration, the sympathy from family when there is a loss. We accept this love because we acknowledge the connection, not the circumstances or how they give it. So how do we learn to receive love? In his book, The Five Love Languages, Gary Chapman introduces us to the five ways humans show love to one another. Through quality time, acts of service, gift giving, physical touch, and words of affirmation. My love language is gift giving, while my husband's are act of service. I spent the first few years of our marriage frustrated with the lack of gift giving by my husband because I didn't understand how he shows his love. He would do such thoughtful acts of service, which I would acknowledge, but would be disappointed when it was time to exchange gifts. Once we realized what our love languages were, our ability to offer love and the style the other received it was more effortless. Now my husband is a thoughtful giver and I do more acts of service for him. We all want love. We also have expectations of how that looks to us. And we need to release our attachment to how love is expressed to us by others. Otherwise, we don't recognize the love being shown to us like I didn't recognize the acts of service as my husband expressing his love to me. But it also puts unrealistic pressures on loved ones to express love in a way we want to receive it like I did to my husband by expecting to have thoughtful gifts. How we love ourselves is more important. Expressing self-love allows us to fill any emptiness we think there is in our lives. So how do we learn to love ourselves? To love ourselves, we have to put ourselves on the list of things for us to care for. This is called self-care. This compassion for ourselves isn't selfish, it's preservation. What you need is essential to living a balanced life. It allows us to maintain our physical and mental health for us to take care of others in our lives. Another way we love ourselves is to set personal boundaries. These boundaries are guides, rules, or limits that we create to identify reasonable, safe, and permissible ways for other people to behave towards us. It's also about how we respond when someone steps over those boundaries and the consequences of their actions that we impose. My mother was a mean alcoholic, and I had a rule that if she was drunk, I wouldn't talk to her on the telephone. 
One day she called, drunk and furious. I reminded her I would not speak with her while she was drunk and was hanging up the phone when she exploded. How dare you hang up on me? I'm your mother. I gave birth to you. Calmly, while clenching my teeth, I said, Mom, I put boundaries in place so I wouldn't get hurt. During her next rant, I hung up on her and unplugged the phone. Boundaries seem like punishment to those who receive them, but we put them in place for our own protection. Setting boundaries is a form of self-care and self-love. Being authentic is the best way to show compassion to oneself. Taking this risk can be a little scary. Therefore, your desire to be genuine and true to who you really are needs to be unwavering, which requires bravery on our part. If you are grounded in knowing that you are worthy, courage isn't needed. Being genuine supports you in getting where you want to go in life. As you try new ideas and concepts as you grow, you will find what fits you and what fades away are those things that no longer belong in your life. This parting may include friends and material things that were only present for a season of your life. Our wholeness arises from within ourselves. Until we turn inward, the external world leaves us wanting. The connection we have to source through our soul is the guiding light within each of us that allows us to love ourselves into wholeness. The soul already knows it's complete and needs no external validation. But through our upbringing, we don't remember who we are. We then have to spend time as adults on learning outdated beliefs and reconnecting to our spirit to unearth our authentic selves. The genuine part of our being doesn't need external confirmations of any kind. It knows it's whole. So how do we begin our journey inward? I started by searching outside myself until I could hear my inner whispers. Sages through time have led those seeking authenticity, which helps to cause that first aha moment within us. That epiphany is the soul giving you internal wisdom. It's how you know you have an internal dialogue with source. It's also the start of soul growth and soul expansion. This deep internal knowing, this reconnection to your soul may have been catalyzed by the teaching of the sage. Still, the outside influence only awakened your own inner awareness. Our transformations only occur when they arise from within. How do we trust our inner selves? First, learn to differentiate those voices that speak to us, the programming from others, the egoic mind, and our soul. Our soul's voice is drowned out by the voices of others through social media, the egoic triggers from our past, or negative thoughts. These distractions keep us from tuning into our inner selves. By taking the time to be fully present, to listen and communicate with our soul, it becomes easier to hear the whispers of the heart. Another way to trust your inner guide is to become more creative and playful. By doing so, we reconnect ourselves to the innocence and the playfulness of our being. Remember, it's not about doing, it's about being. Once we allow our creativity to flow, magic happens. It's our body's way to return us to a natural state of being. And also create habits that help our soul to grow and expand. By setting intentions, scheduling time on your calendar for self-care, or developing rituals to assist us in going within. Doing simple things like prayer, yoga, breathing exercises, affirmations, meditations, and journaling are ways to help you become more aware and mindful. By continually tapping into your inner self, you learn to trust the answers that arise from within. Should you walk with others on an internal journey? The journey within your soul can be enhanced by joining with others. As we begin this adventure into ourselves, having other perspectives can help clarify your walk. 
books, teachings, mentors, coaches like myself can help expose you to alternative ways of seeing and take your inner walk farther. Through a loving and encouraging connection, a partnership form so you can move into a deeper level of understanding and wisdom. There will be many times where we can feel confused and want clarification, or maybe we want some confirmation that the process is working as it should. Over time, you'll learn to discern for yourself those beliefs, systems, and traditions that are right for you. But always remember that what truly works for you is all that's important. We are all unique individuals, and therefore we need to acknowledge that there are distinct paths for each of us. Moving forward, knowing the solutions are within. Every human is on a spiritual path. The egoic mind deceives us in believing there is no God out there. And in that respect, it's telling us the truth because the God we seek is within ourselves. In the book, The Course in Miracles, it says that all pain comes from the futile searching outside of ourselves. We are relying on external sources for help and guidance rather than tuning into ourselves. Our culture encourages this behavior. The outside influences disempower us to create a life of peace and love we desire. As we grow up, the ego learns to be loved requires something from us. So we see love as a scarce commodity and look for it in all the wrong places. We need to unlearn this harmful pattern so we can receive all the love that's always around us. Our journey inward opens us to the self-love that leads us to wholeness. As we move forward on this adventure into our inner being, we learn to trust the soul's voice. When we join with other like-minded, soulful people, it enhances our perception. As you become more conscious of the solutions within, you can stop your searching outside yourself because you are the answer you've been seeking. Do you need support to help you go within for the solutions you seek? Do you want a strategy to help you overcome the ego's limiting beliefs and live a successful life? If so, please reach out to me via my website, terrykozlowski.com, and together we can make an action plan for you to create the life you desire. Please join us next week as we talk about how fear is an incompetent teacher. Thanks for listening to Soul Solutions with Terry Kozlowski. If you'd like the show and want to learn more, check out terrykozlowski.com where you can find the links to everything we talked about in this episode. Please subscribe to the show so you'll never miss an episode as we overcome our fears and our limiting beliefs.